the Lord was speaking to me, and as I was uh, studying, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. How many of you ready and receiving and expecting something big from God this morning? Always come with an expectant heart, amen, an expected mind and expected, just expecting. We got to not only come to church expecting, we got to have our, our expectant eyes constantly waiting to see where the blessing's coming from. We may not know from when or where or what time, but we know if we believe it, we activate our face towards it. It's on the way, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an amen? It's on the way. It's on the way. Hallelujah. You know what? Let's pray. Father God, we come before your presence right now, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Take total control. We love you. We magnify you and we exalt you. We thank you, Father God, for what you are about to do in this place. Use me, Lord, as your instrument, as your vessel, Father, as your tool, my Lord. I am your vessel, Father God. Take total control that it may not be my desires at all. Only yours, my king, in the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about breakthrough. This is our year of breakthrough. How many can say amen? amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Those of you in the internet, say amen. amen. Can't hear them, they're in the internet. <laughs> but we, we heard you from, from wherever you're at. Listen, like we say every week. You may not be here physically, but you're here spiritually. The same power, that the, that same power, the spirit of the, Holy, of the living God that's here is there with you as well. Amen. So we've been talking about breakthrough. And I did, we did, you know, we started the first one, Breakthrough 2023. I didn't even know if I was going to do a part two. Last week we did part two. And guess what? Today is going to be part three. And uh, I'm really excited because I'm gonna do, I want to do a quick little summary. I have a lot I want to get to, but I know that today is going to be a breakthrough for many. And it's going to be just positive, man. And we want to continue to instill, um, you know, the vision of this house and the vision that we, that we as a church as a whole, we're going to break through. But individually in your lives as well, there's going to be breakthroughs. Amen. When we break through, we know we advance. Hallelujah. You can't advance without a breakthrough. What is it? Well, breakthrough is a sudden increase. I'm going to do a quick recap for the first two weeks, church. I want, I want to make sure we are all on the same page. And I want to make sure that we're ready to step in week breakthrough part three. So I want to give another quick recap, amen. The, uh, the Lord told me, man, keep hammering this, not only to myself, but to you guys as well. We got to have this uh, uh, this has to be a part of who we are. Amen. When God wants to do something in your life, like I said last week, you have to picture yourself already there. Hallelujah. When we speak breakthrough, we mean a step or a leap in the right direction. Breakthrough <clears throat> is most simply described as heaven manifested on earth. It is a byproduct of being in the presence of God as well as the authority given to us through the cross. We all remember we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Someone say amen. A spiritual breakthrough takes people a step closer to God 
It increases your faith. You'll have a better understanding and meaning of faith. You will be able to trust God more, hallelujah, and you'll be connected in a deeper level with God. You'll gain a new perspective. And once you get to this level and you get to understand, and you understand now that you've broken through and you reach this, and this is a constant thing every day, guys. Every day is a day that we have to understand that we need to renew our minds. We get to different levels. You gain a new perspective and your prayers will start to be answered. Because once you're trusting in God in this top, top level, say, there's different levels to this. There is. Someone tells you there's not, well, then they're mistaken. I don't know what Bible they're reading. There's people that believe in God, and then they stay stagnant this whole time here on earth. They may go to heaven, but I promise you they're limited if they don't believe in the thousands of promises that the Lord has for them. There's different levels to this. I don't know about you, but I want to continue to climb. I want to continue to escalate. I want, there's always new levels with our, with our God. Someone say Amen. This is going to be the best year of your life. Hallelujah. Remember, we have an enemy that's going to try to stop us. We don't, he doesn't want us to break through. He wants us to break. We have to understand that. And later on, I'll get into that a little, more, a little deeper on what I want to talk about part three. We are God's people. We break through. We don't break. Hallelujah. And here are some Bible verses, and what the devil tries to do is he put, you know, there's obstacles that will happen. We spoke last year on these obstacles because then we got into, we got into vision last week because now we know it. We understand that there's a breakthrough, but now how can I break through? Well, you have to have a vision. And this is why we have the poster board. And I'm going to actually, you know what, bring up the poster board. I'm bringing this up for the third week in a row. Next week we'll be praying for these poster boards here in all three services. If you are online and you're not in Miami and you cannot make it, it is okay. We will pray, we're going to pray uh, uh, with you uh, with this uh, poster board regarding on it. I'm going to talk a bit about it. The reasons why we do this is because we're obedient. I want to read the Bible verse, the Bible verse real quick. And by the way, <clears throat> there is no more of these specific poster boards and it's fine. Go to your nearest office supply store. I want the church as a whole to be a part of this movement Amen. It's very important. Look what it says here. Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3. Put that up for me. Look what it says. And this is the reason why we as a church, for those of you that don't know, we've been talking about this all the first two weeks. We do this every year. And this year I want everyone to be a part of it. It says here, and the Lord answered me, write the visions. Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Verse 3. It says, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Someone say amen. amen. So that's the reason for why we do it as a church. We're obedient to God. Now, in this vision board... We want to make sure that it's a year of breakthrough. We want to make sure we put 
things, maybe there's certain areas in your life you need a breakthrough from, a financial breakthrough. And then it doesn't have to be, uh, it could be goal specific, it could be a broad thing. However the Lord places in your heart for this year, 2023. There may be certain things, don't, you know, we're not a religious church, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you forgot to put something on your poster board doesn't mean that, it, you know, something, you're not going to get what you're believing for. O sea, there may be something tomorrow that the Lord puts in your heart or in a couple of months that you didn't put in January. Doesn't mean that it's not going to come to pass. Let's not be religious here, folks. You know, sometimes people think, oh, the pastor said I have to write everything down that I want. If you forget something, you're not going to get it. No. It's about believing for it. You can put whatever you want, write whatever you want. We used the example last week. You sign up for the gym. You don't go. You're not going to see results. Amen. Faith without works is. And if you don't have a vision, you can't activate your faith. Why? Well, because you're just like a chicken with his head cut off. Running around in circles. You're getting in a car without going to a destination. You don't, you're in a car, you're in a foreign country without a GPS. You're going to get lost. You see, that's not what God has intended for his people. God wants us to have and believe for a destination, believe to go somewhere. When you have a vision, a God-given vision, put it on the tablet, or in this case, obviously, it's a poster board. We don't use tablets. That was thousands of years ago. Put it, believe it, and activate your faith towards it. Faith without works is dead. And if you don't have faith, the Bible says it is impossible to please God. So I want to please my father. I just don't want to write it down and believe for it. I, I just don't want to have it there. I just don't want to apply. I want to get it done. I don't want to just get accepted to the university. I'm trying to graduate. The first step is applying. You get in. Now you got to put in the work. And the devil's going to try to put fear in you, obstacles in your way. Stop praying for, stop trying to pray to God to take away the obstacles and the storms. It's going to happen. There's going to be adversary. There's going to be adversity. Jesus is Christ. Jesus Christ said it perfectly. We will have opposition. Those of you that love me, the world will hate because why? Well, you'd be, he's going to be, he was persecuted. And, and, and now that you love Jesus, now that we are in this different dimension, there will be opposition. So stop trying to pray that, there won't be, that, that the opposition is not going to come. There's going to be attacks that are going to try to prevail. They'll come, but they won't prevail. There's a difference, church. You pray to God that he gives you the strength to get through it. Amen. Look what it says here. Isaiah 41.10. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm speaking to you, church. I'm speaking to you. Those of you watching me on the internet, look what it says in Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. For he has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Look what it says here. For, I'm going to say it again. Excuse me. Isaiah, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Are we putting it there? Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Look what it says here. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Go to the next one. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to give you another one. Come on now. This is life right here. Receive it, church. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. So you start talking about the word of the Lord and you hear scripture. It's like, yo, ha, pay attention. Glory. That's life. I could sit here sweating and maybe make you laugh or whatever, but huh, this, is, this is life. I get excited reading it. I'm like here, I'm receiving with you guys. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 1.7. Put it up there. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Hallelujah. Whenever you have the obstacles, you f- maybe feel like there's some type of, you know, what happens is when you face these obstacles, when we start to doubt, we start to fear. And then this is why I read these verses to you guys, and there's, a, there's so many more. But we have to understand that we as a church need to be obedient to our God. We need to trust in our God. This is the year of breakthrough, and we have to have a vision. Because if you don't have a vision, you have nothing to, to believe for, towards to. And we want to please God in this house. Someone say amen. We want to make sure we activate our faith because we want to please our Father. And not only do we want to please our Father, I'm trying to be blessed. I'm trying to receive what God wants to give me. So it's not even just the fact that I'm pleasing my king. It's about the fact that I'm also believing for this, pleasing my God. God wants me to have it. Why not? Believe for it so God can give it to you. It's not up to God. It's up to you. Not up to me. It's, I mean, it's not up to God. It's up to me. He's already done it. Hallelujah. So we got to, we understand now faith without works is dead. We have to have a vision. We need to please our Father. And also, I want to I wanna be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, part three. Ready? I'm excited. In order for us to break through, we know we need to overcome our obstacles, have a vision, and then you need to apply our faith toward that vision. Now comes step number three. And step number three is the step that we are on in every single day of our lives. Because while we are believing for this, God will give you what you're believing for. Then you're going to have to continue this because this, this doesn't stop until the day with we are with our heavenly father. And what's step number three? Step number three is the process. Step number three is the journey. If you're breathing in this room today, those of you watching me on the internet, you are on a journey. You are in your process right now. You see, how many times do people want the end result without having to go through the process? Can I get an Amen. The process, the journey, the walk, not the talk, the walk. We can all talk the talk. How many can walk the walk? It's just not having faith. It's putting the work behind it. You want the end result, but without having to go through the process. You see, in the process is what pleases God. The process is what molds you. You're trusting in God, believing in God, activating your faith in God. You're believing for something that you don't have, but you act like you already do. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it, but I know it's mine. 
I know God promised it to me, but I may not have it right now. It's not manifested in the natural, but is it mine? Do you have it? I have it. It's the point when you get to the state. Listen, when you are in a state, <laughs> when you know you have it, but you actually don't, believing that God has already done it, even though it hasn't manifested in the natural. Come on, you can clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. This is the state, the euphoric moment, the, what people call nowadays cloud nine. Why is that? We are like in a heavenly realm right now. You're operating in a different dimension. You are from a different stratosphere. You walk in, when you get to the point, when you walk, talk, and act like a king or queen, but right now people may look at you like you're just some regular person. You know that you are a king, right, and a queen? Do you know that you have the king living in you? Do you know you can operate in the supernatural for a reason? Not because of you, but because who lives in you. When you get to the point where you walk, talk, act like if you were a millionaire, but you may not even know how you pay rent next month. That's believing in something I have, even though I really don't. How are you walking? How are you operating? Are you operating like that? Even though you, you God, God has promised you something. But I don't even know how I'm going to pay the rent next month. But, how, but then how are you operating? What is it that you're clinging to? What, what do you believe? When you get to the point where you're walking like the healthiest person in the world and the doctor has given you six months to live. You see, that is the level where we need to get at as a church. That is the level that the enemy is fearful big time and dreads. He doesn't want you to be operating like a healthy person when the doctor just told you you have six months to live because of this cancer. What are you going to believe? When you get to the point where your marriage looks like it's about to fail, like there's no hope, but you still know God is in control and everything will work for the good for those who love him. When you get to the point, hallelujah. When you may have a child or a loved one that is so far away from the things of the world, of the things of God. When you get to the point where you can act like it's no big deal because God is in control. And that he will make everything work. That's the point. That's the level. How can you operate and believe in something when you already have it? Oh. This is the process. When you're in the process, how do you act? Hallelujah. When you get to the point that you're truly walking by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. We've heard that a million times, right? So then why are we walking by sight? If you're walking by sight, you'll never be able to, you never, you won't be able to go through the process if you're walking by sight because you're only going to be looking at what you're looking at, not what God wants you to see. Oh, come on, church. Come on, church. When you get to the point, you have zero doubts and you trust in God regardless of what's happening. That's the answer. Regardless of what's happening. The process is what molds us. The process, that is the level where we need to be at. When we're in the process, we don't see it, but we know, man, I can, man, my God fights my battles for me. Man, my God is in control. That's what we need to be at. 
as a church, as a body of Christ. Because you know what? You, everything will work together for those who love them. Now that's on you. Do you believe it? It's easier said than done 100%. But guess what? In order for you to get to this level in your journey or your walk or, or this process, you're not going to have to go through some, an, uncomfortable, an uncomfortable process. What do you mean, Pastor Albert? There's more? Yeah, there's more. There's more. Bro, even though it's hard enough for me to believe while I'm going through this journey, while I'm in this process, now you're saying there's more? It's hard enough I need to trust in the Lord. Come on, what else do I got to do? This process is so hard. What more do I have to possibly do? I love this. And you may have never heard this word before, but the Spirit of the Lord told me to tell you this, and I'm going to get into detail now. We still have time, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good. If you're receiving, say amen, church. Amen. This is what we need to do. We all must be pruned. Oh, what do you mean? Pay attention, and you're going to find out. Let's go to the book of John 15, 1 through 8. Hallelujah. Pay attention, church. Stick with me. I'm getting somewhere. Come on. Put it up there. John 15, 1 through 8. Focus with me, church. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Verse number 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Go to the next one. Already you are clean because of the world. Excuse me. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Next one. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, and that is, it, it, it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Hallelujah. This is Jesus speaking, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, and I in him he <clears throat> it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Go to the next one. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. For those of you who think you can do it without God... Show them this verse, please. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Hallelujah. But this is my, check this out. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciple. Jesus is here speaking to his disciples right before he got betrayed by El Estafador Judas. And he's talking to his disciples. <laughs> Estafador means betrayer, sneaky, you know, deceiver. Judas, right before he betrays Jesus. Jesus understands that there's an important process that the disciples must go through in this process, in this journey. They need to be pruned. They need to be cut. There's certain areas in your life that you need to be pruned. You need to be things, certain branches. Look at yourself as if you were a tree with many different branches, many different leaves and roots and whatnot. And now you need to be pruned. Why? And that process, man, it hurts. It's not the best thing to do. It's, it's, it's an uncomfortable process, but it's a necessary process. There's things that the disciples needed 
need to take away from their lives in order for them to get to where they needed to go. They were in their journey. They were following Jesus. But this process, this season, because in the journey you have different seasons, ladies and gentlemen. There's times where you need to be pruned, where you need to be cut, trimmed. Certain things need to be taken out of your life. First of all, it's going to help you. And also, you will bear more fruit once it happens. Someone say amen. Amen. This process, Jesus knew that there had to be some trimming that needed to take place in the disciples. In order for the disciples to break through, certain areas needed to be cut. And I don't know if you know what happened after Jesus, uh, well, during that moment, Judas betrayed Jesus. And obviously there were certain things that many of the disciples needed to, listen, if the disciples needed to be groomed, we need to be groomed. All of us need to be groomed. All of us need to be trimmed. There's a season and a time of place for everything. Certain branches need to come off. Certain areas need to be cut off in order for you to excel, in order, to you, for, in order for you to propel, in order for you to truly break through. This is deep for some. But it's necessary. It's necessary. And let me tell you what else. What, what, what happened? What did, uh, what did Jesus tell? Uh, it was Peter. Um, that he was going to deny him. Remember? And guess what happened? There were certain areas, Peter and himself, even the, even the large majority, all of them needed to get pruned. As a matter of fact, he denied Christ three times. You know the story, right? It's right before Jesus tells them this. I'm sure they're probably thinking, I don't know, you know, they don't understand. But after they went through what they went through, they're like, yep, I need some pruning. I need to get, I need, I need to be trimmed. And did you know when Jesus was crucified, I believe there was only two disciples that were there. All the rest weren't even, no one knew where they were. But obviously we know the story. And we know what happened eventually when Jesus resurrected, was with them. And then Jesus ascends to heaven. And after that, they, got, they were molded. They got some things cut out of them. They were trimmed. And guess what? They were warriors for Christ, man. They were on another level. They had to be pruned. They had to, they, they're trimmed. Certain things had to be cut off. I don't know who's in here this morning or you watching me live on the internet right now. What is it that you need to cut off from your life? Maybe you may not know it. Maybe the disciples didn't know it, but guess what? You, when you spend your time and your intimacy with God, he will reveal to you what you need trimming. You may be a person that's a liar, a thief, a cheater. I don't know. Maybe you just talk bad about people. Maybe you have some type of, of, of an addiction. Maybe you have some type of issues with your family. Maybe tu eres un pesado. Maybe you're just a person that has crazy attitude problems and, and you're just a hard-headed individual. You need to pray about that. Because you can't see things just one-sided. We need to be in a church. You need to be a, a body of people that knows and understands that you need to make room for adjustment. 
you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. The enemy wants you to keep all your branches. He doesn't want you to cut them off. He wants you to stay stagnant. The Lord wants to cut them off because he sees a potential. One is stopping you. The other one will completely liberate you. Come on, church. The evil one comes in the weak state of the pruning process. He likes to confuse us and derail us and steer us away. Look what you've done. You wasted your time, your money. You should have never listened to your family, your friends back home. How can you fall? You didn't even really hear God anyway. Come on now. When you're in this process, pruning hurts, and you may be like, ah, oh, why am I going through this? You may think you made a mistake, but listen, I'm here to tell you, continue the fight. Get trimmed, get groomed, hallelujah, and pruned. <laughs> because the, God, the devil wants to hinder you, God wants to give you the advancement. The only way you break through truly and operate in this level that we were talking about earlier is if you allow yourself to be trimmed. It hurts to get cut. It hurts. But guess what? There's new, new things, big, great things ahead. The devil's a liar. You know why you're being pruned? Only the fruitful branches get pruned. Only the fruitful branches get pruned. You need to go through this process. Who cares how much it hurts? Because right around the corner, hallelujah, is your harvest. Don't give up. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. More fruit is just around the corner. More fruit is just around the corner. God is molding you. You need to be molded. The process is where you get molded. The journey is where you're gonna find is where you're gonna you're gonna be molded, you're gonna be trimmed, you're gonna be groomed, you're gonna be pruned. Hallelujah. Because God has something bigger and greater for you. Don't allow the enemy to tell you now that what you put on that vision board, what you've been believing for, this is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to go through this pain. No, 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 no. There's something greater for me at the end. I may not have it now, but I know it's there. God is not a man that he needs to lie. No, 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 no. God says it. I believe it, and I will obtain it. I will achieve it. Glory be to Jesus. Zero doubts, regardless of what I'm going through. I'm being molded. I'm being ready. God promised it to me, so shut the hell up, Satan. There's someone you could tell shut the hell up to. It's him in the name of Jesus. I'm being serious, church. Can I be real with you, church, this morning? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Cast them out. Hallelujah. Glory. The enemy will try to confuse you. You are at war, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have time to be sugarcoating anything. Nah. We move forward. This is kingdom. So it's kingdom. We're establishing it here on this earth, not only with your loved ones and your family and every single area of your life, but others as well. We're here to establish the name of Jesus Christ on high. We don't walk with our heads down. We are kings. You are a king. You are a queen. You are royalty from a heavenly bloodline. Who can mess with you? 